I'm Nels Anderson. And I'm Jesse Turner. And welcome to Terminal 7. Here we are, coming to you live from the World Plaza. That's at right. The universe of tomorrow. The universe of tomorrow. Oro, oro. It's, it's big here. It's great here. It's fancy. Yeah. It's so impossibly fancy. There's a lot of influence here. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <clears throat> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of physical places. There's <laughs> <laughs> definitely a lot of physical places, yeah. Uh, no, um, this is the final, the, the, the ultimate, the concluding, and I think appropriately concluding, data mm-hmm. pack in the Sans Sand Cycle. Yep. The universe of tomorrow. And it is, I mean, we say this probably about every day. Every, every time. <laughs> but this one has a bunch of like, I mean, we, we've talked about this before, but like kind of definitely reflecting over the entire data data pack cycle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, remembering our conversation with Zoe Robinson. Yep. You no, know, Netrunner's art director uh, a few episodes ago. She was talking about how like, well, they did it on order in KISS a little bit for the Santan cycle. That was one where they kind of changed their internal development process for how they actually build the cards both thematically and mechanically right to give them a lot more like coherence and through line and like connected tissue to make each of the packs actually feel distinct and unique yeah and i think i mean this pack does it but it's also clear that the entire run has been very successful in doing that yeah yeah it's really really quite something and i just you, you you can really bite into the themes of every expansion that's been coming out yeah i found it, recently it, it just makes me tremendously excited for both what we're gonna see in data and destiny but then when we when we roll over to india after yeah. that oh it's gonna be so cool but we have a lot to talk about that's right this is all very exciting yep. so we should just start at the top Do you yeah run it first or corp first I think there's a lot more to talk about corpse size. Let's just go through the Let's runner side runners. first. So, we got to talk about him first. Yeah. He's here. The He's man finally who made got it. Our, who got our ballots, who got our votes. Mr. Laramie Fisk. That's if, right. If folks are kind of new to the game, they might not even realize. Be like, oh, it's another criminal ID, whatever. Oh, oh no. No, 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 friends. <laughs> we, yes. had, we, we, we had, the players actually got to vote on yes. Mr. So, Laramie Fisk. So, way back, probably like... This was even, this was I think, like, before creation control. I, I, I think it was, yeah. I think this was like mid-Genesis cycle. Yep. Um, FFG ran this big tournament circuit, I guess, called the Plugged In Tour, where they yep. had just a bunch of different events all across the country. All across, well, yeah, I don't think they got any in Canada. Um, no, we had to go to Seattle for us. Yeah, we went, to, we went to Seattle, but they had a bunch all over, and they had someone from you know the, the Netrunner development team go mm-hmm. out to each of the events. So we got to play against Lucas down yep. in Seattle at Card Kingdom. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. But if you took place, if you took part in any of these tournaments, you got to cast a ballot for one of two runner identities. Yeah, Mr. Laramie Fisk and... On the other side was the Collective. The Collective, which was the Shaper card. Yeah, which was a 55-15? Yep. I, th- uh, oh, I think 55-10. Like, I think it was... I think it was 5 I'm pretty sure it was 55-5. Oh, yeah, sure. 55-5. With... 55 card deck size. That's correct. 5 influence. And their ability was whenever you perform the same action three times in a turn, you gain one additional click. Yeah. So it's like you use professional context three times, and then all of a sudden and you get you two more clicks. Because yeah. it's like this hive mind type thing where these three different scientists all kind of link their brains. Um, and at the time, people's reception was that ability was kind of crazy. Yeah, a little bit too strong. Like every turn you can get a diesel or a easy mark was way, way back in Genesis Cycle. Yeah. Now it's insane what you can do with clicks now. But yeah. back then it was kind of like, oh, this turn I need cards, so I'll still get two clicks and I'll still have a pretty big draw power. Yeah. So it's kind of like, pe- 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 I think people did kind of go for Mr. Laramie Fisk just so collective. Yeah, I think it, it feels there. like the voting was more 
anti-collective than pro-Fisk. <laughs> yeah, which which is still cool because I really like Laramie Fisk. I think he's a really, really cool ID. Yeah. So what does, what does Mr. Laramie yeah, Fisk do? Yeah, so Laramie Fisk was the alternative. He's a criminal ID. Uh, he has zero link, 45, 15, dexterity influence, totally normal. His one ability is the first time you make a successful run on a central server each turn, you may force the corp to draw one card. Forcing, like, the that's... A really neat uh Yeah, so ability. on the surface it seems like you're just helping the corp out. What the hell is going on? That's not good. But you're forcing the corp to make decisions. And that's when Cor- you're forcing the corp to make decisions, that's kind of a that's that that that's been putting the game on its head a little bit, which yeah. is which is really cool. So it feels like kind of the I mean the high level strategy to you know utilize his abilities just to force the corporation to draw so many goddamn cards that they have too many agendas, but they can't throw them away. And then they can't put them safely into remote because you can just go and steal them. So it feels like that's kind of the idea where you just like pollute the corpse HQ with so many goddamn cards. I'm like, oh, I can't comfortably get rid of any of these things. So I'll play this one, but then I have to throw these other ones away. And then, oh, crap. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It puts you into a position where you just don't have enough clicks to play the ice in your in your HQ, use the operations in your HQ, and then not still end up just with an HQ full of agendas. Right. And if you find you're uh, doing corp too many favors, that's why it says may. Yes. We may yeah, do that. That's an ability. Um, yeah. So it's it's definitely interesting. I love how cocky he looks. He oh, looks yeah. like so cocky. Oh, yeah. He just looks like. <laughs> he's like. Yeah. And what? He's, he's actually defined as a savvy investor. Yes. Which Apparently is. Apparently, uh, he's like a big money guy. Yeah, big money guy, but he's like. Like, kind of, kind of, kind of punk, kind of. Yeah, he's, very he's, cool. He's, he's like a, a playboy, yeah. if you will. <laughs> That's right. Um, he he, he kind of reminds me of like maybe a successful uh, ha, uh, house. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Thomas Haas. Thomas Haas. Less yeah. of a loser. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but it feels like that at a, at a high level, what you would want to do with Laramie is just put the corp in a. Cor- Put the corp in a position where they have too many goddamn cards. They can't get rid of them or use them usefully fast enough. Yeah. And then maybe if you're really lucky, just try to burn out their R and D completely. Mm-hmm. And so what? 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 What tool did Laramie get yes. in this? In this? So path? there's definitely a, a a thing that comes along with that. Yep. Which is the eponymous Fisk Investment Seminar. Now this is a cool card. Yeah. So it's a zero cost priority event, which means you must play it as your first click. It's two influence, um, and what it does is each player draws three cards. That's um, pretty rad. So it's it's like, for anyone else, you're like, well, this is just a crappier diesel because you're giving the corporation a bunch of cards too. But of course, the idea being, you're just, you're playing with Laramie and you're just trying to barf as many cards onto the corp as possible where they just can't deal with them well. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's, it's also very interesting. I think in general, like, it's... It is like people haven't quite hit on the exact right setup for Laramie about, you know, being able to make sure the corp can't safely score all those agendas that they're drawing, but also maybe have a secondary victory condition of milling out the corporation. It feels like it's not quite, someone hasn't quite hit upon the right constellation of those pieces yet. Right. Um, But it feels like if you can do that, you might be able to actually put together something pretty weird, but pretty sure. cool. Because yeah, we got like uh, c- central servers. Like it's it's such a pain to have to ice them all up, protect yeah. everything, to make them all taxing. Yeah. And Laramie can always just maybe maybe uh, maybe doppelganger will see some play, so we can actually hit, always hit that server and always get a run in. Mm. Like who knows? But it's it's uh, it's it's, it's a pretty cool card, and we got really cheap draw, if nothing else, for uh, criminal, which yeah. is which is kind of cool as well. Yeah, it is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. 
What else? What else did you dig in here on the uh, on the runner side? I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to it right now. So we have a really very cool gutsy priority event, I believe. Yes, out of Anarch, and that's called. Oh. Power to the people. Power to the people. Power to the people is a priority cost zero, influence of two. Play only as your first click, it being a priority. The first time you access an agenda this turn, gain seven. So it's kind of like Explode a Palooza, but just in reverse for the rudder. <laughs> Probably a lot harder too. Like, but yeah, to really pull off. But man, that 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 what a swing! Agenda points plus seven credits. Pretty crazy. Yeah, so it's the kind of thing where if you feel pretty confident that you can at least touch an agenda this turn, either playing noise and you've like just barfed a ton of stuff into the bin, or you've got, you know, medium and you've got a ton of counters on it, or, you know, you manage to like, like, um, like basically interfere with the Corp Try to Score an agenda with like a quick clot or the source play or whatever. Yep. Um, then you can be like, ah, it's time to, time to get my credits back and keep going. Right? Yeah, very, very um, cool. If it feels like it's the kind of thing that if you're able to make medium runs, but they have a little bit of a cost to them, this could let you just kind of keep on going with that. Yeah, and talk about keeping up pressure, because when you actually blow all your money to get that agenda, your window's back right back up. Yeah. Like, you're not sitting there with zero credits, like, hoping you can get some money back. No, this yeah. this is, in, in like, part of your, your, your journey through that crazy server, which, yeah. is, which is pretty rad. Yeah, it's cool. It is definitely the kind of thing where... And it's, and it's just so gutsy. Like, I'm going to score this turn. Yeah. Here I go. And yeah. It's, yeah. Well, you don't even technically have to score. You just have to access, access it, which means true. you can still take it, put it on Film Critic, do all that nonsense, That's, and get your payout. Man, that, what an obnoxious play. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're yeah. like... <laughs> yeah. Well, you'd even, like, if you're in a position where, you know the the corporation's being cheeky because they think you're broke and so they put down an NAPD contract with one advancement on it or something. You'd be like, oh, play this, run at it, give us seven credits, run at it again, use those seven credits to steal it. Yep. Deal yeah. with it. That's right, yes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of other weird stuff that the Anarchs got. Yeah, do they ever get a bunch of weird they stuff? They got Surfer. Yeah, Surfer. What a cool card. What does Surfer do? Man, okay, so Surfer is a, is a program... Install of two, memory cost of one, influence of three. We got a great looking Silver Surfer dude. Catching some code waves. <laughs> Catching those code waves. <clears throat> it has zero strength because it's just a program. And it, it, what it does is pay two credits. Swap a piece of barrier ice currently being encountered with a piece of ice directly before or after it. The run continues from this new position. You still encounter that ice. The barrier in question. The barrier in question, yes. So yeah, basically... You put yourself on some barrier, and then you just ride it all the way down to the base of some server at a cost of just two credits each. Yep. Which is really weird. Really strange. <laughs> uh, Ketzel's a pretty big fan of yes, something like obviously. this. Yes, obviously. Ketzel loves this. Ketzel um, can be serving all day. I believe you were mentioning something like a, a paintbrush Ketzel is kind of... Yeah. Kind and, of... And, and if you can put... Yeah. Put it together with paintbrush, then everything's this barrier. So like, everything's a sur everything's surfable. Like, yeah, the whole the, the the corpse servers are just waves, and you're just gonna hop in, no problem. Yeah, I mean you're paying two credits to bypass each piece of ice, but there aren't that many pieces of ice that are good that you're gonna be bypassing for less than two credits that's, anyway. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you don't need breakers and a bunch of other bullshit. You just keep on rolling. Again, so like it's 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 interesting because like Croder came out. We know we know Anarchs love to smash the barriers. That's 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 their uh, that's their thing. That's their thing. And now that we have an, even an, another weirder way to interact with barriers, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah, the fact that it's 
so that it's just because I mean and we've talked about this in the past. But mm -hmm. The thing that the, the the designers of the game I think are very good at, and not just like printing cards that are better, right? Because if right. they print something that was a better corroder, that's just bad <laughs> I, for the game. I think I'd stop playing Corporation. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it suck, right? So it's kind of like, okay, well, here's a different, weird, other way to interact with barriers that kind of encourages you to think a bit differently about it. Yeah. Um, you know, without just being like, here's another fractor. It's expensive, but efficient, or whatever, right? Um, it's cool. I really like it, even though it's goddamn weird. <laughs> Yeah, right, right, yeah, neat stuff. I I also want to mention just the, the Anarch hits just keep on coming in this set. Yeah. And that is, of course, DDoS. Yeah. The Man. Distributed Denial of Service Attack. It is so cool. It's a three-cost resource, virtual resource, and it uh, costs three influence, so we know this thing's packing some heat. Yep, it's a it's, big one. Its ability is trash. The corp cannot res the outermost piece of ice during a run on any server this yes. turn. and this doesn't mean the first one. It literally means the outermost piece of ice on all servers, on the board, this turn, period, cannot be rest. Huge. Huge. Yeah. And also, also, I, I love the flavor decks of this. First, you get a horde of zombies. Then you do whatever you want because you have a horde of zombies. <laughs> and that's, that's a quote by our good friend Noise. Good advice. That is good advice. Yeah, but that kind of thing where it's like, if because it's a trash ability too, right? So you're kind of like, they only have one ice on R&D. You're like, cool, trash this, it's all medium. Going three deep. Love it. Right now. Really cool. like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to use this, and I'm, I guarantee my count siphon's going to land this turn. Yep. It's just... Heavy, heavy cost, sure, but the power, that yeah, is, there, there's a reason. There's a reason this costs three. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of sort of like a weird anarch inside job. Yeah. Kind of. Um... But again, it's very like anarchy. It's like just just the one outermost of yep. this server, and you have to get rid of it. Like it's yeah. Yeah, but now you got to start worrying about double icing all your servers and, and you can anarchs and, and you can down. leave it out, right? You can leave yeah. this thing out. It's, it's hanging out there. Down there, and then the corp goes, "Oh God, okay, well now I got to be able to double stack my scoring remote and then make sure that I've got enough money to pay for all that, and that just slows them down even more." Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, the threat of it is almost as good as the use of it until you have that opening where you can, you know, like install a nerve agent, run, run, demo run or something like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's cool. Yeah, it's a really neat card. Um, I think it's more mundane, right. But also interesting. I don't know exactly how to use it yet, but it's interesting is the shaper program here. Right. Da Vinci. Da Vinci. Right. One cost install, one memory, two influence, and then all is just a normal old program. So what it does is that whenever you make a successful run, place one power counter on Da Vinci. Then you can trash this and you can install a card from your grip with an install cost equal to or less than the number of power counters on Da Vinci, ignoring the install cost. Right. So you get kind of a desperado e effect. Yeah, a little kind of like a weird shaper desperado. You don't get the cards right away, but you're banking them to slam down some big program. Right. Yeah. Think, Which is interesting, I think. I love the uh, I love the flying machine art. Oh yeah, the old Leonardo da Vinci's yeah. flying machine. Thank, good job, Alexander. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's it's maybe like I don't know if it's good for like kit, especially a stealth kit where you can just like you're gonna be making those early runs really successfully no matter what, mm -hmm. and then you're banking the for credits on this for when you finally have to drop like a lady or a, a torch or something. Person. Sure. Yeah, something like that. yeah. So it's, it, it, this is for our aggressive shapers. So I think players that like are play like really heavy pressure shapers and don't want to set up a lot, but yeah. they're going to probably love this yeah, card. That's why it feels like it's nice with kit. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. 
But maybe like a stealth Haley setup could be good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true because you are going to be making successful runs. Yeah, because you're just using your stealth credits. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. That's a cool little card for sure. Shaper also got a really cool piece of hardware, I think. Oh, really? You like it? Well, I like it because it's kind of like another thing to use uh, because it's kind of like a plastic. It's kind of like a hand protection. Oh, so okay, I'm, talk yeah, I'm, yeah, sure. I'm talking about bookmark. Uh, it's a zero cost piece of hardware. Um, cut, sorry, two influence out of Shaper. Uh, click host up to three cards from your grip face down on bookmark. You may look at these cards at any time. Click or trash add all cards from bookmark to your grip. Yeah. So while it seems unobvious. The other, th the other thing to note before you tell me why you think it's interesting is you can use that clickability multiple times. That's correct. We can we can reuse our bookmark until yeah. it's all dog-eared. <laughs> I'm sure it's not a literal yeah. bookmark. But, but why yeah. do you like it? Well, I like it because um, I as in my recent decks I've been using, I actually ran for fun around the whole green suite of three quality times, three diesels, because you got like the big, because you want the Faust, mm, mm, right? Mm. So you, you do tend to overdraw and... Knowing my luck, I always my my I left my rain cage at the bottom of my 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 stack. Right. Or uh, I don't can't get to my public sympathy, and I can't react to the amount of stuff I'm just pulling. Right. So you end up just having to throw it away. Yeah. Now this is kind of cool because with one click you can actually quality time and then pretty much safely bank some cards. Right. Uh, it's adds a little bit more flexibility. Yeah. That's um, interesting. And also, hey, if if the sea source hits, I can trash this. Yep, and I can pull those three cards instantly into my hand. Yep, and you'll be safe. It's it's, it's, it's cool because this is like the I, I I like to think of this as like green street peddler, but it's like yeah, but but it's just like way more stable. <laughs> it's like way yeah, more yeah, safe, yeah. which is of course very shaper. Like there's there's stability there. There's also the surprise. Right. So yeah, it's pretty it's a pretty cool card. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess it's maybe even nice with with Haley where you just keep banking a bunch of stuff on that. And then, you know, when you want to do some crazy install, okay, you, you do the one install. Oh, sorry. You trash this to get all the cards back in your grip, install your one thing, and Boom. then you can synergize Again. it with whatever other thing was on bookmark. Yeah, that's right. We can we can uh, accelerate it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, finally, a thing in here that definitely enables a couple new deck types right. is the wireless net pavilion. Okay, right. So it's just a straight up neutral resource. It's location, one credit to install, and what it does is as an additional cost to spend a click to trash a resource, not through a card ability, the corp must pay two credits. So that's... Which means trashing resources now costs a click and four, four credits. credits. That's huge. Yeah. So talking about an easy way to keep your things pretty safe. Yeah. So what a lot of people have been doing has been getting a bunch of, <laughs> say, even two, maybe wireless net pavilions, a fall guy or two, and then dropping... Data leak reversal and paparazzi. That's right. Yep. And then you just mill like crazy forever. Yep. And it's like, okay, I guess corporation. All right, spend four. They're like, I prevent it with fall guy. Yeah. And like, I'll spend and even and then again. And, and even get that Josh B down. Like, what a pain to get rid of. Yeah. Hell, even this with just a Josh B. If you just want that accelerated click, they they they, they gotta pay a lot to get yep. through here. Yeah, it's uh. And it's do you even pay two? Oh man, setup. Very very. I much. guess you're like, well. Time to pack Freelancer? Sure, yeah. yeah. Free, Freelancer is a crazy card, yeah, if you think about it. now it's just free. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that 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 kind of maybe, if you're going through like a hard tag me, like resource punishment setup. Sure. And you expect to see a lot of this, maybe it's actually not a bad idea to yeah, put assets, in a Freelancer. <laughs> assets are getting a lot stronger, for sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of assets. Right. 
There, oh. are, there are so many assets. Yeah, because that there basically runs uh, run like wraps up the runner side. Yeah, that was basically all they have. And yeah, now, there's so, cool stuff. Yeah, but, but this is definitely Corp Town. Yep, man, there are so many things. But before we get into these assets, and oh, what prolific assets they are! That's right. We have to talk about the ID. Yes, new ID. And then another thing, new players might not know is we got to vote on this one as well. Correct. Well, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. Though the, we, the, as the, the Netrunner community, yes, the people did. in the old world. That's <laughs> yes, so. Yes. As as a companion to the plugged in tour. There was another tour in Europe called the, I think it was just called the Kronos Tour. Yeah, I think um, so. Where they had their choice between two different corporate IDs. There was the one that was selected, this Gentechi one, but there was also an HB version where its ability was whenever a point of brain damage is dealt, whatever card is, is damaged from that brain damage, all copies of that are also not only discarded, but removed from the game, which is which is neat because it's like you've forgotten, like at that part yeah. your brain's carved out. Yeah, it's like, just gone. Just like a melon baller just took out. Like we're, I forgot how to put on a plastic carapace. Like, yep, it's just gone. Yep. Yeah, that was cool. But I think kind of maybe for similar reasons, people opted for the for the Gentechi one. Oh, I think people were just able to see more clear synergies with the Gent with this. ID. I actually think it's just because Jinteki is this ID here is just way more usable. Yeah. To be honest, like so let's uh, let's 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 read this because because you must be kind of excited about this card. It's pretty cool. I am pretty jazzed about it. It is. I mean, both cards were called Chronos Protocol. Mm -hmm. Um, this sub one is called Selective Mind Mapping. I think the HB one was like Brain Tape. Yeah, Brain Taping. Yeah, I think that like sounds that. good. Yeah. Um, that so what right. it does, it's just a forty-five fifteen Jinteki division, but. Its ability is the first net damage the runner suffers each turn. So if that net damage is prevented with a net shield or whatever, if you manage to stick a second one to them, that will be the one that triggers this ability. Right. You may look at the runner's grip and select the card that is trashed. So basically, right. rather than randomly trashing something from the runner's grip, you get to say like, all right, show me what you got. Ah, account uh, uh, siphon. Yeah. You can goodbye to it. And you can, guess what? You actually might not hit... I've had worse with yeah. this card. Which oh, is, yeah. You can actually dodge around that. Crazy. This, you, you just get, you just end up getting to the point where it's like, all they have is two, I've had worses and some crappy other card. You're like, all right, I guess I should probably hit the, I've had worse. Just <laughs> to like set you up for more good stuff to trash with that damage later. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is definitely a cool ID. Like that ability to be super precise about where your yeah. damage goes. That's, that's, that's again, an ability. It's just kind of unheard of. It's like the corporation gets to dive into your grip, which is usually you, you think cards are pretty safe there yeah. to a degree. Again, Shinteki, of course, a little yeah. bit different story there, but now we can dive in and get rid of that. But, oh man, like that, net, that net shield all of a sudden yep. take gets a gets a bite out of it. Yeah. Cool stuff. The, um, and with all stuff like House of Knives, it's easy to deal that one net damage. Yes. All stuff that cut Jinteki's good at these thousand thousand cuts, death by thousand yep. cuts decks. And this makes that uh just way worse. Yeah. House of Knives on this thing? Ugh. Oh man, yeah. Oh well, see the other I mean like being able to pick the card is good, but the information of knowing what the runner has in their grip is equally valuable, right? Yeah. Where's where's the splash? Oh I just saw two siphons. I saw your whole hand. I know I know what you're running. Yeah. Like, or you're like, I know you don't have any breakers. I can probably try to score something right now. Yes. Versus like, oh, okay, they've got a self-modifying code. It's like, well, I'm going to snipe that self-modifying code. And now I'm going to try to score something. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, so things like Neural EMP, you don't have to just sit on them in your HQ, like waiting for a kill shot. They're just good always. Mm -hmm. um, 
just rezzing a swordsman just to deal a point of net damage with this is so much more valuable. Yep. Um, yeah, it's... It just it, it, it turns turned all their great little pieces of ice into just even better ones. Yeah, even, even just like data mine is solid. Sure. Um, yeah, there's tons of good things. It feels like the, the nicest setup is all about getting rid of the runner's breakers slapping down a blacklist or whatever yep and then just being like you're locked out i'm oh, start man. scoring now goodbye oh man that's great yeah cool card um Jindeki also got an agenda this uh they did they did the ancestral uh, ancestral imager. imager and this is cool because this is them like this is Jinteki digging at you in a really interesting way like yeah. through, through your lineage yeah actually affecting uh your your ability to run yeah so it's a 3-1 agenda security agenda we haven't used that uh, those those monikers for for any reason yet. But yep. whenever the runner jacks out, do one net damage. This really puts a damper on my au revoir engine. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> playing. Of course, you wouldn't be au revoiring too much with this card. But yes, uh, Jinteki puts players in a lot of positions where the sweat runs down, and they say, "Oh well, I'm out of there." Yeah. And usually that's like, "Whew!" Wipe the sweat and build something up and do something. Now it's a lousy proposition. This in Kronos Protocol. It's even lousier. Mm, yeah, right. Feels like maybe if you're packing this as an as an agenda, you also want to use Chum a lot. Cool. Because yeah. that is kind of the one card where people say and they go, oh, I'll just bail. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, you'll just take one damage instead of three damage. Yeah. And oh, let me see your hand. And yes. you're like, no, it's not supposed to be like that. It's, yeah. yeah very... I mean, it's it's it would it's so hard to make the case for it over House of Knives. Oh, of course is it the is. Only yeah. Thing. Um, but if you have a bunch of small agendas and then balance that out with like a couple big guys as well, mm -hmm. maybe that's actually not bad. Yeah. Um. So what did you find uh, in like b like before we get into the the giant assets? Was there any like one of the lighter corp cards that you? Uh... Oh, bro, I don't even. I don't know. We should probably okay. Let's well, let's just let's just get into it. But let's start with the the uh, Jinteki asset. Yes. Um. So it's cool. Like each of the factions basically has at least one big sponsored site yeah. at the universe of tomorrow. So I right. guess people didn't really, didn't really follow. I think the fictional conceit is that there's this humongous world fair type exposition. It's like, it's like Epcot center. Yeah. Or like, you know, this used to be a huge thing. Like most of the big landmarks in the world were built for like a world's fair, either sometime right, okay. in like the late 19th or early 20th century. Like, the the statue uh not statue the uh, the Eiffel Tower was built for the Paris World's Fair right in right 1902 maybe I forget exactly when so this so this is like, like a, so this is like a big kind of convention -y a lot more yeah exactly thing. it's just kind of like come and check out all this crazy stuff that's gonna be happening in so the future cool. so each faction has at least one big area that they've sponsored and Jinteki's place is the genetics pavilion yeah so it is an asset a unique asset unique asset. Um, although I don't know why you'd want to have more than one of these. Anyway. Oh, I guess it's more annoying to have them up. So you can have multiples. You just can't res more than one at once. Right. It is a one cost to res, five cost to trash asset. It is five, five influence. influence. Man. And what it does is that the runner cannot draw more than two cards during his or her turn. Right. So your I've had worse is a... Just worse yeah. now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, this definitely like puts a bit of a damper on anyone that's running like a Faust type deck. Sure. Because often they'll be like, you know, they'll be like, okay, well, I'll get my two cards from Wildside. I'll draw one or two more cards. Ah, time to run like crazy. And you're like, you just got, you got what you got. Yeah. That's it. Um, if you hit something like Psychic Field, it's going to be a bear to recover from it because mm -hmm. the most you can do is draw two. 
Um, the, all the dogs, of course, the Kominu can really knock you down. And yep. drawing back up is going to just suck. It's yep. just going to be lousy. Yeah, so it's... And five the trash. Five that's, the trash. Like, it's just, it's just for for, it, for one cost. Out of yeah, it puts game. you in the position where you're like, oh, God, do I even want to get rid of that? I mean, how often do I draw more than two cards? Not that often. Right. But that will be the time when they end up zeroed out, only mm-hmm. able to draw two cards, and you go, ah, oh, Ronan. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yep, I like it. So yeah, it's it's kind of thing where it it feels like it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a sleeper card where it seems sure. like that's not gonna be that big of a deal. Five credits, oh my god, I'll just leave it up and then it gets you. Yeah. It's, it's like the sleeping uh the, the the sleeping snake yeah in the grass very cool very cool very 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 techy again need, yeah. it, need, it needs a bit of support it needs to the threat of all the other cards to yeah. kind of make it work but sure yeah speaking of cards that seem mundane and are actually vicious <laughs> you know what I'm talking about what, what are we talking about here knows talking about this weird esports sponsorship oh man how's has got going on that's right yeah. What is what is team sponsorship? Okay, so team sponsorship aside, from... aside from be a pain in my ass every single time I see it on the table. Yeah, team sponsorship is uh, a, is a great great looking card for sure. It's um a one cost HB asset influence of one. Yup. This that means we're gonna see sponsorships everywhere, which yep. makes total sense because everybody would sponsor a sports team because of the revenue that's and true. exposure. Well, and this true. is cool because it's all about like this is like the corpse. Uh, and their and their outer facade, right? This is what they're showing to the world. Like, well, right. well, we we back the Sansan outlaws, so yeah. you know, like we're we're awesome? we're for the people. Yeah. <laughs> so, team sponsorship is an asset cost one for trash. Again, man, these assets are just out of control. Unless yeah. we're talking Ugh, one to four. Ugh. Yeah. Whenever you score an agenda, you may install a card from archives or HQ, ignoring the install cost. Yep. Okay, man, the acceleration you can get. <sighs> off this card is just ridiculous. It is even more intense, I think, than Genetics Pavilion for the kind of thing where it's like, oh god, it's four to trash. Eh, it can't be that big of a deal. And then all I'll of a sudden... leave it. Eh, nope. Just... Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Get nope, rid nope, of this nope, card. Nope, nope. Nope. Get rid of this card. Oh my god. Start splashing scrubbers. I don't care what you do, but you gotta get rid of this card. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where it's like the, the worst play is someone fires off an accelerated beta test they get two huge pieces of ice and an agenda. <laughs> they put those two freshly res pieces of ice on a new server or on top of one of their existing goddamn servers. That agenda, they just went into the bid. They go, oh, installing that with team sponsorship. Yep. And they're just going to deal with this again one turn later. Yep. It is just disgusting. And obviously, NEH does all kinds of crazy bullshit with it. Like, it's... and Okay, think oh. about... Yeah, yeah, NBN with this card. Like, you can accelerate... Agenda is out so fast and yeah. so crazily. And the it's... other annoying thing it does is that since it's installing from archives, you know, that goddamn Eve campaign, you paid five credits to trash. Ah, oh, it's back it's now. It's back, yep. Oh my, it's the kind of thing where it's just, it is so annoying for a thing that seems so simple. It yep. is it is not. And that's, that's what's cool is like the card, like the, the the paragraph seems harmless. Like reading what this card does, you're like, well, that's not bad. And then all of a sudden yeah. it just comes yeah, crashing as soon as, down. As soon as you play against it once, you're like, never mind. I hate it. I hate it so much. It is everything that I hate. <laughs> yeah. And, and of course, we're going to see this in a lot of places because we got oh, one yeah. influence. Yeah. Every, like, think about like, this, this kind of reminds me of like a, a, a mini architect hit almost. Yeah. Just totally. like when architect hits, you're like, God damn it! I'm yep. I'm so far behind, and this kind of hangs out there, 
and we can start you the corpse the corpse can outpace you and that's yeah. that's that's crazy yeah and then even then like you you run you you know this is behind a goddamn Eli you like mm-hmm. either spend four creds to get in and four more to trash this or two clicks to get in trash this and the corporation goes oh the runner has one credit now I'm gonna install this card in advance twice and you're just like oh god damn it <laughs> come on <laughs> it feels like actually right now having a way to be able to reasonably deal with assets yep it's expensive assets is gonna be huge yeah it, um, it's big and I, I we talked talk about this briefly before we started casting but it's like the runners answers we got um scrubbers we yep. have imps we have wizard of course which yep. is a whole idea and we also have um what's the shaper card the, the bird parisia parisia we have parisia so but those are those are things that take up your deck slots yep and people can still do the assetless econ yep it happens less now it, it feels does because like. assets are so good yeah. now they're so great now are, isn't it weird like you remember back in the salad days oh, yeah. where it was like just all operation operations operations like Forever. oh oh wizard is the worst idea ever yeah. i remember that and now it's like oh never mind wizard's actually really good yeah in <laughs> this in this meta credits, wizard just wrecks house you will just they will they will pay you out like 20 30 credits over the course of the game yep. oh my god <laughs> yep yep Let's oh. let's let's hang around at the convention a little bit and let's see what NBN brought to the convention. Oh yes, oh yes, uh, they brought something that's also fortunately does not have a massive trash cost, but can also be very annoying. <laughs> yep, is Franchise City another five influence? Yep. I love it. I love these heavy heavy another influence. Another five cards. influence. This is a uh, three to res, two to trash. But what this does is that when the runner accesses not even scores, <laughs> accesses. accesses an agenda. Add Franchise City to your score area as an agenda worth one point. Wow. So, I mean, it's three to res. So it's kind of like scoring an agenda yourself, except it didn't cost you any clicks or anything. Um, feels like this is crazy with Har- with um, uh, Harpsichord Studios. For sure. Right, because you can do the same kind of thing where it's like, I'm going to put out three cards. Two of them are on an agenda. One of them is this. So it's like, which one did you pick to run on first? It's like, you, you run. This, you're like, oh, God damn it. All right. Well, now I need to either pay some money for this or go get those other ones. And then you get the other one. You're like, okay, well, now I now I can't steal this third one. You're like, oh, now I'm raising this other franchise city. So I actually just got four points. Yeah. Cool. And you're just like, ugh. <laughs> pretty, pr- pretty cool, tricky little card. Yeah. A cl- classic NBN. Yeah. For I sure. think I haven't looked, but I'm pretty sure also in Data and Destiny, the um, NBN has a card that requires sacrificing an agenda to use. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. this is nice fuel for that. For yes. Because sure. and, and NBN has like the breaking news, of course. Yeah. But this is this is kind of cool because it doesn't t- eat up your agenda spread. It doesn't yeah. like pollute it. So that's, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. It is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's their big five influence facility. Oh, we didn't talk about HB's big five influence section of the of the plaza the expo yeah yeah that's right that's right which is the cybernetics court Mm -hmm. this is a zero to res oh boy five to trash oh boy (laughs) um and what this does is your maximum hand size is increased by four so that's on its surface that's not bad sure the cool okay but for extra cards you know decreases your like might be able to hold some more combo-y stuff okay then i played against this on octagon the other day Mm mm-hmm Someone was using uh, IQ, <laughs> Ashigaru, and it was just oh. a goddamn mess. Oh, wow. Because they basically always had eight or nine cards. So IQ is a goddamn like eight strength code, code gate, gate that they res before they res this 
for like two credits. Yeah, and it just keeps. Oh man. Yeah, and then Ashigaru has like seven subroutines on it. And you're just like, what the? Okay, <laughs> this is another one of those things that seems mundane, but as soon as people put stuff that's already like not sure. bad but not sure. incredible, but stuff that's already decent with it, then it just you're like, it's, oh yeah, okay, never mind. That's it's just that's off the gross. chain. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> And it's what's cool is it feels like um, FFG kind of set up a lot of these like sleeper cards yeah. or, or cards that were pretty strong and stuff. And then all of a sudden they laid this down, and that's when all the pieces fell into place. Yep. And runners are just boned. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just gross. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that is that is another thing where it's like by itself not bad. You put it alongside some other stuff, it gets great. Love that. I, I, I've always been a big big fan of um, IQ, and yeah. this card is just like yeah ridiculous. Yeah. Cool. Um, what else did you like in here? Uh, I, it's, a, it's kind of a cute MBN card. I wanted to jump back in the MBN. Oh, yes. I wanted to jump back in the MBN uh, pie slice of this convention center. And uh, it's product placement. Yep. A zero cost upgrade. Yes. Which is, we love upgrades. We're big fans of upgrades. If the runner accesses product placement from R&D, he or she must reveal it. When the runner accesses product placement, the corp gains two. Ignore this effect if product placement is accessed from archives trash cost of two splash of one yep so it's kind of like nbn's shock yeah sort of yeah um where it's It's like it sends a cool archive effect of course but yes but otherwise it's kind of like if someone's gonna run into this and you're gonna get some money yeah it's cool yeah it feels like the kind of thing where for those nbn decks that are all about you know um letting something happen and then playing against that like reacting really really strongly to that mm-hmm. you know your mid-season replacements are spinning around to a sea source or whatever like you put this on the same server as an explode palooza whoa congrats seven credits Ouch. goes to nbn Ouch. gross also also what's cool i find about this card is like if the runner trashes this thing <clears throat> off r&d just to dig deeper or something that's a four credit swing yep that's like two uh, two two for you and negative two for the runner he's gotta yep. pay to trash it of course yeah it's a, it's, it's a cute little sting card i like yeah, it for sure the kind of i think it's if it's a situation where you you're you're relying on those big like swing comeback mm-hmm. things. It's 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 plenty solid. That when we we've all been there. We've all been there with like the I am one credit short. Yep. From victory. Yep. And this is a cute little thing. Is like hello. Like I was here. I was a like a, a pretty lady selling you. Uh, I'm not sure. What, what is that? A tablet. A pad. A some s- kind of some kind of thing that you want. A strip with nice art on it. Yeah. <laughs> some, I don't know what it is, but for some reason I, I want, want it. it. I want it. I want, I, I, I want it bad. I want it now. <laughs> That's right. Very, uh, very cool. So, 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 what, what was the? Uh, let's, let's maybe hop over to. How about we hop over to? Uh, Wayland side. Yeah. Let's so hop Wayland, side. Of course, they they built the universe of tomorrow. This is their. This, this is their, their deal. Image. They got the money. Yeah. So they they got the biggest thing. Yes, and physically the largest thing. <laughs> That's right. It's so huge. It can hold so many other things. Yeah. The World's Plaza. Love this card. It is a unique asset. It is two to res. Also five to trash, five influence. So it's their big, huge chunk of the of the fair. Yes. And what the World's Plaza can do is it can host up to three assets. And you can spend a click to install an asset from HQ onto World's Plaza and res it, lowering its res cost by two if able. Cool. Yeah. So, this is kind of like a almost like a weird supplier. Kind, kind of. of it's, it's like it, it. The the you're gonna be saving like potentially six credits on some of these resins. Yeah. Of course, they're all hosted on this, so one imp will blow them all away. Yep. 
uh, or or what have you if you if, if they actually get through. Yep. But we can get some pretty decent value out of this. Yeah. Card. So the thing it feels like this enables is like because the the danger with assets. Well, like I'm the kind of two dangers with assets, right? Is that one? Okay, you're gonna have to spend your econ and ice to protect them. And they, they, they you can only have one in a server. Exactly. So which is that's part thing. of the reason why something like Adonis campaign is so goddamn good is that you put it into a server, but it eventually runs out of charges. And we can... So then you put your agenda in there and you roll from there, right? That's right. Um, so the fact that this lets you host multiple assets, assets in that's the same huge. server and it just all, all, the, all the ice on just that one big nasty server is just going to protect it. But it also means that there are so many runner cards, security test and bank job and dirty laundry that really punish you having a lot of naked remotes. Yeah. You can get away with like two remotes. Let's you just put every, put all your good stuff in one, build another one out either for scoring or you're doing fast advanced shenanigans or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you're good. Yeah, this is this is this is like a new another big new thing. Like, yeah. oh, now there's what multiple assets. We all know how great assets are. We all know it sucks to protect them. We all know trash costs is a lot of the time is the only thing keeping them alive. Yep. But now we have another thing, a thing that like co- combines three super assets into some crazy server. Yeah. Just awesome. Yeah, and maybe maybe just for uh, just to be sure, you also keep a self destruct on that guy just in case. Yeah. Things get really bad. That'd be pretty I don't good. Know. <laughs> like, so you just blow up that part of the convention ah, center, like, like... Oh, goodbye, <laughs> blowing it up. Um, but yeah, so the fact that you could like, you know, have this in like a big actually ice server, and then the only other thing you do is you have like a sand sand city grid or something that the runner basically has to trash. Mm-hmm. So then you just like that. That's your plan to keep scoring. And then you're good. Yeah, a really cool card I like with this card is another Wayland one that one that Wayland got, and that's another asset, and it's public support. Oh yes. So uh, Netrunner's getting to this point now where the Corp has other neat little tricks to score agendas that aren't really agendas. Yeah. Which is pretty annoying for the runner because they're going to see these cards and they can't do cool stuff with them. Only the Corp can. Yep. Which is cool. So public support is um is that Mills? No, that's just a PR. I think it's just another. It's just a cool PR. Baby. Cool. Cool gal from Wayland. Uh, it's an asset. Uh, three caught th- uh, three influence, uh, four trash, and two to res, which is free. Four free on, when it's at World, World, Plaza. World Plaza. That's right. Place three power counters on public support when it's resed. When there are no power counters left on public support, add it to your score area as an agenda worth one agenda point. When your turn begins, remove one power counter from public support. Yep. Which usually will probably be like during the before the end of your turn, I yeah, shall yeah, res yeah. this. Boom! Now you have two turns, or I'm getting a point. Yep. What if I have a couple of these on, say, World's Plaza? Oh yeah. Ooh, oh they man, got, they're all cooking. They're all cooking. They're yeah. all, t- they're all taken down. Wayland has tons of good stuff. Archer and Corporate Town. Yep. To that they need to sacrifice agendas for. Mm-hmm. So that's great. This and, th- and this is this is kind of like their Project Rex almost. Is yeah. It, that, that's one yeah, that one. You, you, get, you get a pile of money because yep. you made a, a superhero robot. Right. or something <laughs> yes. and this is like great because it's like oh yeah we got enough, we got, we've garnered enough public support yeah we're, if, we're, if we're you pushing spend through. like three turns basically doing a bunch of PR everybody thinks you're actually pretty cool sure so really 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 neat card uh, four to trash again that's that yeah. that's that window of like ah oh, damn it dude especially if you're setting the runner up like to, to be in a situation where you can just hit them with an SEA source and then blow them up right yep. afterward you're sure. like well, either you come and get this and pay a bunch of money plus whatever money to get in through my ice or I get a point yeah, and uh, maybe now I can, uh, with this point, we can get Corporate Town online. We can rest Archer. Yep. That crazy Enforcer splash you had. Boom. <laughs> That's right. There you go. Yep. Yeah, it's cool. Um, Finally, the final location mm-hmm. that Wayland got was they also run the Expo Grid at the yep. Expo itself. 
it is a zero to res, three to trash, upgrade its region. So as always, let it run region per server. And then what this thing does is when your turn begins, you gain one credit if there's a resed asset installed in this server. It's kind of like a weird Remora pet campaign. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Like, I got an asset that's making me money. I'm going to just hook this other thing on it to keep making me money. Yeah. It's cool stuff, cool stuff. So, yeah. we, so we can actually put this inside uh, the plaza as well? Is that uh, how it works? No, no, no. The plaza is, hosts um, assets, but it can be in the asset. same see, server as the plaza. That's right. And then it'll still count as having an asset in it, so it's giving you money on top of you know, the two pad campaigns and the public support you also have hosted in the world's plaza. <laughs> yeah, so this is cool. We're actually getting like a lot of big permanents. We're promoting keeping that asset server safe. Yeah, which exactly. Is, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And also, if if we're doing crazy asset stuff, we can still hang out with Wayland because they have a great zero-cost ice in this set called Tour Guide. Oh, yes. Sentry. Oh, yes. Two strength, sentry, two to splash. Tour Guide gains, in quotations here, end the run for each resed asset you have. Yep. Man, so, like, let's say that super server <laughs> that has four assets crammed in it at once. Yep. That means this is a zero-cost, two-res three, or sorry, four subroutine sentry yeah. you can just leave in front of it. Yeah, so sentries with end the run are super uncommon. That's right, we got rotor turret. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a few rotor there's turret, a couple. Sarugi, you know, obviously archer. Because sentries are supposed to whack you and just let you through. It's yep. just like they just hit you, or hit you on the ass on the way in. Yep. But this is, a, this is a stopping power. Yeah, so if you got Parasite, you're very happy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Otherwise... You're really annoyed. <laughs> yeah, because sentries, uh, usually yeah. pretty pricey to break. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, obviously, they're you, code gate, you can but... mimic it, mimic this thing. It's not a big yep. deal, but it's just that it gets more and more annoying when you do. And we all know, we all know that the subs, uh, more subs is always more better than more strength in a lot of cases, just yep. because to crank through these 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 subroutines is gonna it's gonna suck. Yeah, especially if you have a lot of these assets that you just can't trash. Like I don't, I don't have money. I'm not running wizard, or I'm, I didn't yep. pack my scrubbers. That now, now this stupid little tour guide has all the these insider. Yes, <sighs> so good. Yeah, it's uh, it is also the kind of thing where it's like on the surface seems like not a big deal, but again, that that crazy HB deck that I was playing where the 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 dude had cybernetics court, he had like five res assets, and he was like, oh god damn it, I gotta like spend five credits just to get over this stupid thing to get into the archives. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, and it's cool because, like, we all know Wayland's really good at stopping the runner. Like, no-nonsense, barriers, barriers. Like, we can end the run. Like, yeah. now we can do that through sentries, which is cool because if they have Ketzel or something and a way to, you know, stop, like, end the run through through barriers, now we can actually bring in that sentry. And... Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's really the kind of thing where it's like, it's just strong. Yep. It's just annoying, right? It's, it's not like it's incredible. It's not going to be like, this is the, the, the keystone of my scoring service. It's kind of like, oh yeah, that thing's a pain in the ass. Yes. And, and and I love having it, it on, it's like thematically so cool, and it on the on the, on that World Plaza server with yep. all those things. And he's just like, there's, the, there's so many assets there that, that this piece of ice is like, just, it's too easy to protect the server because yep. of the, 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 the amount of people, the amount of information in that server, which yep. is really, really cool. I just imagine it's like, I imagine it kind of has the voice of like Mr. DNA from it, Jurassic Park. It's just like, I'm going to show you some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to go over. It's like, I'm trying to hack. You're like, but what about these these fancy genetic modifications? <laughs> it's like, God damn it, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to check out. I'm done. Yeah, that's right. I don't even want to see what I access. Just get me out of there. Now, finally, mm -hmm. another 
thing that seems on its surface not bad. Yeah. And then in practice, you're like, like God oh, damn it. God damn it. <laughs> yes. We're, of course, talking about the future is now. Yes. The last, uh, the, 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 the gray agenda, 3-1 yep. in... Um, so totally neutral. Totally neutral. Agenda initiative. I love the art. It's the classic... Uh, American Gothic. American Gothic. Yeah, it's basically a satire of Grant Wood's American Gothic, except instead of, like, you know, the bucolic farmers in Nebraska or whatever... They're just colonists on Mars. Yeah, with with, <laughs> with it looks like some kind of a, a laser, laser pitchfork, pitch which is just awesome. And and it has a very uh, future retro look. Oh yeah, which I always love. Yeah. yeah. Um, all we needed was a glass bubble and some rubber arms to survive in space in in the forties. Exactly, and, which, is, which is great. <laughs> so what does this card do, Nels? When it's a three for one agenda, but when you score the future is now, you search R and D for a card and you add it to HQ. You shuffle R and D. You do not reveal. What that card was. Yeah, what if I want to see what it is, Nels? I... Oh. It's kind of like aggressive negotiation, except you're getting agenda points for for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, with, again, with team sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. They're just infuriating. Like, someone reads the sand and scores this thing, pulls the thing out of R&D, <laughs> Puts, puts it on, on that sand with the team sponsorship. You're like, oh god, what is that? Is that gonna be like a psychic field? Is that gonna be an explodable palooza you're scoring for three credits next to what? Oh <laughs> god damn it, god damn it! <laughs> it's just, it's the kind of thing where it's like, it's just once the train starts rolling, it just doesn't stop and you're just like, oh, I hate you, I hate you, oh my god, you're, you're ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. The corp, the corpse got so much acceleration in this. Yeah, set. Like that's the corpse, exactly like, what it is. Which 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 makes sense, of course, because it's 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 the universe, it's it's, it's the world exactly. of tomorrow. Like that's it makes sense. The, that's where the future's coming from. The corpse, like, of course, no problem. Like this is our turf, buddy, yeah. and that's why it's so difficult for those runners to get in and hack assets. So yes, we're gonna have to see some stuff that wrecks assets. Almost like I'm thinking an. Every deck you need some kind of answer. Yeah, either either to like focus a little bit more on your econ, um, or play wizard, <laughs> or play wizard. Which which hey, I got no problem with playing yeah. wizard. I have or, no or scrubbers. I mean, scrubbers only one influence. Like, mm-hmm. it's cheap to install. It will definitely pay for itself. Yep, pretty damn fast. Um, but yeah, just being like, all right, you're like, you just get in this <laughs> position where you're like, okay, God, all right, need to have some scrubbers. Need to have a film critic. Need to, need to have lots of card draw. Oh, I got to be able to get my breakers really fast. And you're just yeah. like, oh, I'm buried under having to do all this shit. And then, but I need to actually be able to win the game too. Or, or you can just hope they don't do X and just go yeah. for the, that deck. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, cool. Really, really, really cool stuff. I love seeing the big cost. I love seeing the big influence. Uh, I love seeing the corp get a yeah. pretty, pretty big mean cards. Yep. That, like cards that they're like, oh no, no, the, this is ours. Like this is, this is our card. Cause we got the heavy influence. You're not going to see these cards in a lot of places uh, out of faction yeah uh, but yeah cool stuff yeah. and a bunch of things that seem on their surface to be like okay it's pretty good and then in practice you're like god <laughs> you damn just, you just start vomiting yeah uncontrollably love it you fill the world's plaza with puke <laughs> um okay well we had a couple questions from oh, great cool listeners um which all, all side note all of our, our listeners are very cool yes all of them are cool all but People get to be ten percent more cool if they if they write in. And yeah, definitely. Uh, Francis Delaney asked us, "Do you think the game is moving too quickly? Should there be a pause before or possibly after Mumbad?" Hmm. Um, I think I think 
currently for for me anyways i'm just like really busy working on, yeah on, like, it's like hard for me to evaluate as well it, it, it is like I, I i to me everything is moving too quickly except the development of my game yes correct. <laughs> right? that's that, that, correct. that that's how it really feels like yeah. um and honestly if, if if this was like my only jam i think it'd be i think the pace is really fine if if, yeah. I, could, if I could play as much as i want to mm-hmm. i would still be happy with this pace especially because you can miss a couple you can be behind a little bit and you can still blow people away you yeah. can still have a great time yeah the card pool's so big um it feels like uh the more and more expansions they add like you don't need to be totally on top of there yeah absolutely um, um and i think too is like it's probably also exacerbated by one because both universe of tomorrow and old hollywood and data and destiny were all released at gen con that it felt like <laughs> 200 <laughs> new cards all came out at once. Yeah, yeah, like, definitely. Oh my god, there's so much stuff. But, but whereas before that, we were getting like the the, the monthly exactly. nice trickle, which was fine and yeah. Manageable. So I think that probably contributed to that feeling a bit. And then also, you know, okay, well now the Sandstone Sand cycle is done. It's going to be a little bit before Data and Destiny shows up, and then yep. probably after that, there will also be a bit of a wait until Mumbai shows up. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Mumbai doesn't start until next year. Sure, yeah, right? and can... that feels like a good pace to me. Like there's going to be so much crazy new stuff in Data and Destiny that having a little time to just poke around all that crunch crunch some of it down right yeah yeah, for a while is that okay well once you're starting to get a feel for all that stuff will win Mumbai will start to roll out yeah and and I actually think like I think FFG kind of needs to keep the pace going right just for like to keep the the, you know the wheels greased so to speak yeah yeah, for sure to keep the lights on yeah so yeah I'm not too the game, the, the game is definitely moving too fast for me, of course, and, yeah. and, and you, I'm sure, as well, oh, because yes. just, uh, we're just really, really focused on making our game, and we don't play as much Netrunner as we'd love to. Yeah. Um, but uh, for, for all you other, for, for, for everyone else out there that can play as much as they want, <laughs> I'm sure they're, they're, they're quite happy with the, yeah. the pace of release. Yeah. Um, someone else, uh, Quinn Wonkyu asks, do you feel this pack gives Wayland enough of a boost, or are they still lagging? Uh, right, because Wayland, I guess, tournament scene, Wayland doesn't see... Doesn't see a ton of play? A ton of play, no. Which is interesting because it feels like they still have some stuff going on that's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen I've, I've seen them some great, I, I believe, uh, Lawson ran a very, very cool Argus deck Yeah. Uh, at our at our regionals. Yeah. Came in second place, I believe. Oh, right? and at Canadian Nationals as yeah, well. Yeah, there was an Argus. Yeah, he Argus. came in second with an Argus deck at Canadian Nationals, and yeah. that was after Film Critic was legal. Yeah, so... Like a boss. Yes, very, very cool. Um, I mean, I think Film Critic does annoy some Wayland setups, mm-hmm. um, but given that so many people are running, say, you know, uh, some Anarch anar- with Faust, right? Sure. It feels like Blue Sun and their curtain walls of doom, like... And Hive, how about? <laughs> yeah, uh, chewing through a Hive or a curtain wall... With, with your skull buddy is horrible. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna I mean, suck. like, of course, yes, you have David, but David runs out. Like, mm-hmm. it runs out. And and David, David can't even touch Hive, really. Yeah, right? Spiderweb. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like Waylon still has, you know, some decent potency, but it'll be cool to see what people end up doing with Worlds Plaza. Yep. And maybe Power to the People as well. Or not Power to the People. Um, uh, the public support. Mm-hmm. And and I think I'm like I'll, I'll, our pet good pal Quinns with his uh oh. Oh, oh, we had one. We had one more question. Oh, uh, a, a bit of an exchange. Ah. Um, uh, Philip Goffscorp asked, "Will this, this being Universal Tomorrow, mm-hmm. bring Quinn's Gagarin back?" To which Quinn replied, "Never left, motherfucker." 
<laughs> Love it. As as eighth at UK Nationals can attest. Yes. Um, but yeah, it feels like that, you know, uh uh World's Plaza might fit in quite nicely in sure. Darren, right? Yeah. Like you can if if you're feeling like you got if the runner's feeling feeling really aggressive and has their eyes built up, okay, you're like, okay, I'm gonna hunker down this one remote and just make it even more annoying to get into my assets. Yeah. But if if they're kind of leading us up, you're like, well, I'm just gonna spread out a bunch of my assets and you're gonna be paying one credit and giving you one credit because of course I have paywall implementation up. Yep. Uh, and, and, and and of course I'm running three tour guides. Yes. <laughs> like why why would I not be running three? Tour yeah. Guides? You can just get into a situation where you're just annoying the hell out of the runner with a bunch of stuff. It's like the slow bleed taxation. Like very very cool. Like so so Wayland, I I think Wayland is just not adapted by a lot of players. A lot of players like the speed of NBN or like the yeah. kill of Jinteki yeah. or the power of HB. But Wayland Wayland players are good are great players and they're great decks and there's a lot of great cards. It's always a great card and I think I think Wayland is just uh you're basically whenever we see tournaments we see like who who won right yeah. who's at the top and those top decks sometimes they're they're quite similar and Wayland is you know not usually not typically. Uh, a, a top contender, but the but the cards still rock. The, yeah, like the decks are still good. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how this stuff shakes out mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, well, cool, cool. That was about it. That's right. Um, and this time we want to thank big thank to uh, Mr. Gordon McLeod. Yes, we're back. We're back in our in our well produced studio. So hopefully things sound fine after the last episodes being a little more uh, a little more homebrew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want... That's right. And, and and recently with some some cool news, we have a I guess it's like a a. a Gordon, the game Gordon's working on with our good friend Garrett Randall, Parkitect. Oh yes, is actually I think it's I I, I want to say it's like on early access. On early access, will be soon it's going to be will be soon. It's yeah. very 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 cool if you if you dug the uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon games. Yes, so uh, yeah, Parkitect is basically a you know modern indie version made by rad folks here in town, including Gord mm -hmm. um, and and I believe their coders out of Germany. Yes, I yes, think so. I think so. Um, here in town, mostly here in town, mm -hmm. a few folks other place in the world. But yeah, it's basically Roller Coaster Tycoon. So if you had some kind of like the what City Skylines was to SimCity, mm. Parkitect is to Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yeah. So if you have any fondness for building uh, nightmare roller coasters of death <laughs> that either murder people with G-forces or just cause them to vomit until their insides go on their outsides, people should definitely check it out. Yeah. Um, otherwise... If you have any questions, thoughts, feedback for us, whatever, definitely email us at terminal7 at idlethumbs.net or just hit us up on Twitter at term7. Um, it always feels a little weird to shill for these things, but if you do happen, <laughs> harder, to, boy. If you do happen to enjoy the podcast, especially if you live outside of the United States, um, ratings on iTunes help a ton with discoverability. Yep. Um, it's just like part of in their weird black magic kettle of <laughs> how they actually determine what shows up when someone types night Netrunner into iTunes podcast section. Um, so if you dig the show, give us some ratings, thoughts, whatever there. Um, that would be hugely appreciated. Helps more listeners find and show up. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, we have a bunch of very, even though it'll be a little bit. So we talk about Data and Destiny. Yep. Because as is our policy, we're, we're not going to talk about those cards until they're actually available for everyone, not just cool, cool people that got to go to Gen Con. Um, <laughs> in between now and then, we have some uh, some very excited, st exciting stuff that we're going to be rolling out. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I, I can't wait. Folks should get braced. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. I don't know. <laughs> Hold Something on like to your that. butts. Nels Anderson. Uh, 
Also, Samuel Jackson. That's right. This is just this is just replete with Jurassic Park. I swear to God, <laughs> that little fucking tour guide guy. He's just he is just lodged with DNA in my brain. Um, at genetics, DNA pavilion. All right, we should go to this party now. Yep. Thank you very much for listening. And if you enjoyed our intro and outro music, that is the Neo Tokyo OST. And this track is Tin Soldiers, but there are like there are a bunch of good tracks. Twenty five other. It's like a double double CD album. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got like 25 tracks. It's, it's meaty as hell. Awesome. It's good. It's it's probably what things would sound like at the University of Tomorrow. That's correct. At the Expo. Um, so folks want to check that out and they should. That's at edharrison.bandcamp.com Hold on to your butts. Hold on to your your butts. butts. (laughs) Awesome. I think it was good.